Breakfast on SEN. Happy Tuesday to you all, the 23rd of January. We've called in the big guns this morning, which I'm excited about. But firstly, let me tell you what's on the McCafe menu, our official coffee partner, Ricky Ponting. Punter's going to join us. Been trying to get him for a while. So good to have Ricky on the show after what the Brisbane Heat did to my strikers last night was extraordinary. Lots to talk about in the world of cricket with one of the best to do it. Jose Morgado is an international tennis writer. Carlos Alcaraz absolutely flying. Is he the one to challenge Novak? Lots uh, to speak about as we gear towards the business end of the Australian Open. Brett Phillips with his usual tennis update. Looking forward to that. Questions without notice. And of course, your calls, 1300 736 736. But let me introduce you to an Australian Football Hall of Famer, the five time day, five time night premiership hero from the Hawthorne Football Club. An SEN favourite at Dermot Brereton. Derm, thanks for stepping up this morning. Good morning, Kane. How are you going there? I'm and good. no problem. No problem. Uh, so, what you got the call yesterday, obviously. Sammy's yes. a bit under the weather. Yes, one, yeah, and good luck to Sammy. He's feeling a bit crooked after his weekend away. Everyone who goes to Adelaide comes home bringing something they didn't want. Including Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's where I was going. We'll touch on that a little bit later, but... Yeah, you can find a bit of trouble. You know how you get some blokes in sport, and they and they. They're, oh, I said we'd touch on it. We just briefly touch on. It. They're, they're rat bags, and they find trouble because they're rat bags. Maxie's not a rat bag, but he just kind of finds trouble wherever he goes. But we will touch on that. Yeah. And yeah. Good luck to Sammy Edmund. He's feeling a bit crook, but um, yes, got a a call, and this time of year when you're trying to. Soak up every minute until you start work again, which is looming up for us in the footy trade. Um, yeah, I thought, oh no, that's too. Actually, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, all right, <laughs> I can go in. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you did, Deb, because yesterday was a little a little bit tough. We we did our best, but uh, something pulled out late. So you're right, he's a bit under the weather. But Derm is here. Speaking but before of- you go on. Okay. Now, for our listeners, we, we sit in um, dual studios. We're, we do. Yeah, 700 kilometres apart. You're in Adelaide, I'm in Melbourne. But we have the screen linking us so we can see what each other's mannerisms are. We can, we're looking directly at each other. You've got this bloody big, I can say it, it's 6.30 in the morning, 6.15 in the morning. You've got this big-ass beard working. <laughs> it look, I thought it was Justin Westoff sitting there. <laughs> And you're a little bit bigger as well. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, I've, I've done a few things differently, Dan. But yeah, the beard's thick. Yeah, um, I know. I'm not sure how long it'll it'll last. It's about 39 degrees here in Adelaide, so not not that comfortable. But yeah, it's something different. Call it the uh, holiday beard, even though you're not on holidays. But the holidays from the footy season, and, and it'll come off. It's got a little bit of at the end of it. I don't know if you know your your, your old movie stars. Remember Oliver Reed. The, the I'll English, him. yeah. When he grew a bit, it's got a bit. You could even get it more pointed, giving you a pointy jaw, and it had that mean look to it. It's got a little bit of that. It's. I tell you what, if you if you take up riding motorbikes or anything, you won't need a helmet if you land on the beard at the moment. <laughs> awesome. There's a lot of cushioning there. Yeah, good cushion. Uh, that. Yep. So I'm glad we addressed that, but. You, we do the video now, Doom. Everyone yeah. on social media can see the video, so they're probably – I've had a few few comments on that. Um, but it'll come off. Don't worry. It'll come off before footy season. <laughs> uh, speaking of finding trouble With in Adelaide. Snipper. Yeah, go on. Did you, did, apart from knocking out Chris McDermott in the first oh, Crows game. 
<laughs> first ever Crows game. He's got sandwich pool, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> go on. You go lined on. him up. I did. You, line, yeah. you yeah. lined him up in a different era, of course. Yeah. Did you ever find yourself in any trouble in Adelaide? Uh, which trip? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, did you get weeks for that? Trouble. Do, do you know? Do, do you get weeks for that, or was that just that was probably a fair hit in 1991? Uh, you know what? I caught my right whack, but I got sniffed on that one. I got five. I got five weeks. You got five weeks. Got five weeks. Paul Deere, the late uh, great Paul Deere. Well, he was one hundred and eight kilos, and I was sort of mid nineties. Yeah. And Bone, uh, he got sandwiched. I did go for the shirt front, and Deary was just about to tackle him from behind. So when I um, ran in and bumped him, uh, yeah, he got sandwiched between. <laughs> Between Punk and Head and myself, and uh, yeah, he got—he he was a bit thinner after that. He's, he's got squash, that excuse yeah. didn't wash at the tribunal. Well, so no, the, the <laughs> it was one of those ones. The umpire ran up to me, <laughs> Pete Cameron, good bloke, Pete, but yeah. loved the crowd. <laughs> He was one of the umpires who loved the Like crowd. Razor, the, uh, the original yeah. Razor. Ray. I love Ray too as yeah, an umpire. So I think I, he's yeah. a very good umpire. Um, yeah, but love the crowd. And he ran up and he uh, he said, I'm reporting you for a late charge. And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I said, now don't change it, will you? Because it wasn't late. And he said, no, nope, no. Nope. And we got to the tribunal. Somebody got must have said something to him, and I'll still say this. And when we got the report back, one of his umpires must have said to him, no, it wasn't that late. <laughs> you better change it. Yeah. And he said, I put a forearm up. And we proved that I, I had to have raised a forearm in 0.4 of a second, raised it and lowered it in 0.4 of a second when the camera cut away. He said, no, that got raised when the camera cut away to another angle. Uh... And, yeah, I mean, Jackie Chan couldn't have raised an elbow no. in 0.4 of a second and then had it by your side again 0.4 of a second later. But anyway, they believed his evidence. So, yeah. That, five weeks. Yeah, what five was the weeks. Lo- What was the longest in the end? Was That that must have been the longest. No. <laughs> what, what was the, couple the, the, of, the... Couple of sevens. <laughs> couple of sevens. Couple of sevens. There's no the, point. <laughs> if you added the inflation to that. In 2024, what what would the seven equate oh, to? Jeepers. I'll I, I tell you one thing, though. The seven, the first seven in bonuses and the likes back in the day cost me all oh. up in the end about 120 wow. in the 90s. Yeah, in the early 90s. So it was a, yes, <laughs> it was an awful decision. So you had some certain games played clauses in yes. your contract yeah. and finishes and correct. Correct. Yep, mate. Who's Serves the idiot? you right. Yeah. Serves you right. Mate, I couldn't agree more. You sound yeah. like your old man now. He used to give it to me as well. Yeah. He'd come out. He'd try to come out and address his team. And if I I wasn't trying to do anything to do, I'd you know, like Graham and he'd walk out he'd yell at, He's kicking your ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Corn, you idiot. Oh, what an era. What a by play in those in those oh, eras. Yeah, how yeah. good. We miss it. We miss a little bit. Yeah. You were the you were the king of the byplay. Oh, uh, speaking of you, it's just about you for just a little second here, Dern, because yep. it was twenty years of SEN on Friday. Um, I wanted to ask you if you you're a, a key influential player of the early early years at SEN. Your recollections and 
um, your memories of, of those early days of, of SEN? Yeah, well, we started over in um, uh, Richmond. Over in, uh, which I, you and I shared a lift once, didn't we? we? Did. After, you gave me a lift. Yeah, yeah. Very kind of you. Yeah, so that was over on um, Bridge Road in, in Richmond. Um, no, I was on with Anthony Hudson and Matt Hardy. Now, Matt Hardy wrote a, a, a footballing book about being a supporter barracking for St Kilda. Comedian Matt Hardy, he's been in front of the mic, behind the mic, he's written for people. He actually wrote, yeah, they had about... 30 writers around the world. Kelsey Grammer. Remember that show, Kelsey mm, Grammer? I do yeah. remember that He was show, one yeah. of the writers on it. And he, right. yeah, and, and he got paid a retainer and he'd write X amount of jokes. And so with about 30 or 40 writers around the world all doing the same thing, you know, you might get one of your jokes on <laughs> every six mm. episodes. Um, yeah, he was a writer for that and he, he was on our show. He wrote a very funny book about being a St Kilda supporter growing up in the Burbs. I think he was Mount Waverley, Glen Waverley, something like yeah. that. And he was on with us. He was hilarious to work with. Um, yeah, in the early days. And, of course, the the, the terrible, tragic passing of, of Hook, David Hooks, yeah. before the, the night before the the first time we went on air. So it was a very sombre affair. But uh, and then we had the as you came on a couple of times back over there we had crunch time came out of the Richmond studio and the the first in oh, sorry, incarnation of crunch time was Hutto, myself and Grant Thomas. Is that right? Yeah, and and Robbo as well. Yeah, and uh, 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 we love Robbo. Robbo's a little bit like Mike Sheen. He, he doesn't cop criticism well, or. He's Precious. a oh, he's hilarious, <laughs> Robbo. No, <laughs> he's brilliant at what he does. You got to give him that. that he so has was his... there? A, was did he crack it a bit? No, there, well, 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 Robbo. Yeah, he he doesn't take that 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 feedback all that well if it's not positive. It's not that he cracks up; he just doesn't know how to deal with it sometimes. Yeah. And in the early days, Tomo's got a wicked sense, wicked sense of humour, and Tomo uh, was on and. Robbo was talking about, oh, yeah, but this is how it works. Like, Tomo, you've known me for a long time. You know how I operate. You know how it works. And blah, 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 blah. And then Tomo, when he finished, Tomo nonchalantly looked at him and said, I don't know you. <laughs> and Robbo's jaw dropped as if to say, how could you do that to me? <laughs> yeah, Robbo learned oh. out of that one, though. Oh, yeah, so Tomo was great fun. And a Tomo's brilliant because one thing you've got to understand, in, and and you're a little bit of this beast as well, Kane, is that most people in the footballing world, no, ninety nine point nine percent serve a master, mm. and they have somebody who is their let's call them their natural predator, their their, their boss and their natural predator. They cannot go across their desires. You're, you're wonderful for this football landscape because you fear no predator like that. Um, Sam Newman's another one who fears nobody's backlash. Mm. Um, Grant Thomas fears no natural predator. He will, he, he, in terms of the footballing landscape, he will speak his mind and give you his absolute truthful feelings. Whereas a lot of us, and I put myself in the same book, 
a lot of us actually temper what we say because we're fearful. Like if I was to come on mm. now and say, oh, yes, I went and had a, a burger at such and such, oh, the, the stuff fell out, and I'd have to look sideways and go, Right, who sponsors us? Yeah, is there yeah, is there yeah, a yeah, no. We all have we all somebody. Yeah, yeah, we we, we yeah. do feel that. But there are rarities in this caper like Tomo who fear no predator mm. like that and speak their mind. And that's what Tomo was in that show. He he just didn't care who was offended he, by his Well, he was the same on he went on Footy Classified, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and was it was exactly the same there. And he's now the same on Twitter, if you follow him on, on social media, Grant Thomas. Uh, I've heard this story from David Swartz a couple of times, and he was on with Gary and Tim on Friday, which was great. But I want to get your side of the story after we hear this from the Ox. Network. Dermot was on with Matt Hardy and Anthony Hudson. Right. I think Dermot was on about 180 grand. They said, Dermot, we're going to cut you back to 130 grand just to save costs. He said, I'm not working three hours a day for 130 grand. <laughs> um, so I took the job for 50 and uh, I cut Dermot's lunch. <laughs> I've heard that story three or four times. Truth? Far from the truth. Actually, <laughs> well, there was. I'll tell you, you remember how the show went broke? The, the station went broke for a little while yeah. and we needed a saviour anyway. Um, this is one of the, the, the times, it actually forced me to go to another station. Um, they said, oh, we can't pay you. And a lot of the shows on air just went, all right, we're off. Okay. And they walked away. And this is the one time I was dirty on the management at that stage. I said to Matthew and, 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 um, and Matty uh, and, and Hutto, I said, guys, if you walk away, the vehicle loses its wheels. We're not rolling mm. anymore. We're not on air. If we keep working for free, when a new buyer comes in and a new buyer will come in and buy this station, it's too good a concept. There's too much of a need in this town mm. for mm. SEN. Um, we'll be up and running. We'll keep our jobs. We might take a bit of a haircut. That's fine. And they, they agreed. So we worked for three months for no months. pay. Yep, yep. And that's we all talked through it, and that's how I presented it to them. I said, let's work for three months or, or whatever it is until we mm. get a new buyer for free. And so I said, now, obviously we all have other jobs. Mm. If you need to do more in that job than, than this job, we'll cover for you. So in those three months, Hutto might have missed a couple of days, Matty might have missed a couple of days going interstate to do, you know, uh, comedian, comedian mm. gigs and whatever, and I might have missed a couple. Oh, well, I did miss a couple of days doing. I think it was getaway at the time. But I might have been postcards first. Anyway, so I missed a couple of days, and then you know we say right, two or three times in three months. If you get in an hour late because you're on a shoot or something like that, we'll cover for you because we're working for free for three months. Yeah. Anyway, one of the <laughs> executives who's no longer. <laughs> at the station, got interviewed in the Green Guide and said, yes, we have to sort out our on-air talent to see if they're all fed income and really want to be here. People like Brereton, you know, whether they're willing to take a, a, a haircut and whether they're fed income and want to pitch in. And really? I thought, you dog, you yeah. dog. I've worked yeah. for three months. I guarantee you, you ain't taking a haircut <laughs> or working for three months without pay. And that soured me. And I left and went back to the station I'd come from Yep. And then it was made a great pitch a year later to come back, and I, I said, you're going to have to work hard. <laughs> and it's not about, you know, the dollar signs. It's about the environment because that mm. environment, that, that, that 
director created. But it fits in well with David's he didn't, yes. wouldn't take a haircut. I've, I've heard yeah. that a couple of so times. So I'm happy for him to run with it. But that's <laughs> the truth of it. So we work for three months without, without pay. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. But on the other side of this, I want to speak about when the opposition team has turned the water off for the hot water or no hot water in the showers. Derm, I'm sure you've got some stories there because Donovan Smith from the Kansas City Chiefs, they went to Buffalo, which is about the coldest place on earth. That's an exaggeration, but it's freezing. They won yesterday and beat the Bills and they turned the hot water off in the locker room. Also, the worst feelings in sport. I want to get your thoughts on that. What are some of the really ordinary feelings in sport? We're up and running for Kubota for over 40 years. We're making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We want your calls. Derm's in the house. one 736 736 Breakfast on SEN. Joined by the all sorry, the Australian Football Hall of Fame legend, Dermot Brereton. This morning, we're taking your calls. Lots to discuss. Glenn Maxwell, there's some footy around. Cricket with the BBL last night was extraordinary. And the tennis is getting towards the business end. Ricky Ponting to join us a little bit later on. In the meantime, let's go to Jevy, who wants to speak about the epic NFL games on yesterday. Good morning to you, mate. Hello, Kane. How are you, mate? I'm good. Now, are you the character that text in yesterday and said the Chiefs would win and I said, nah, I reckon the Bills will win. Am I, am I on the right path? I said I said they were absolute certainty pain <laughs> and I wasn't proven wrong, was I? No, you weren't proven wrong, but did you expect the idiot Bills kicker to miss a 44-yard field goal in the dying stages which would have sent it to overtime? Nah, I probably didn't, but you can't say you, he would have sent it to overtime Mahomes with the ball, a minute 40 left, two timeouts. I reckon he would have just taken it down and kicked his own field goal. What do you reckon? Yeah, prob- probably. I mean, what is what is going on with the Chiefs? It's, it's incredible what they've done. He's just unbelievable, isn't he, Pat Mahomes? Mm. It, it felt like Buffalo tightened right up because they didn't want to give him the ball back and they stuffed up their last drive. And then, yeah, the kicker missed. I think everyone felt the pressure in that building. I well, certainly did. Jevy, just, just on that, and I love the American football, have you ever seen a, a second half of the year choke like <laughs> Phillies? <laughs> no, not at all. Their secondary, their quarterbacks and safeties term were Swiss cheese. Any quarterback could throw on them. Just throw holes through them. <laughs> hey, Jevy, before cheese, we let lovely. you go, give, give your little Instagram podcast, explain it to us and, and give it a pump up. Uh, we're, we're called the 100K Pod on Instacane. It started by, we're just trying to turn 10 bucks into 100K on a multi, but we're a bit more than that. We like, we talk sports, we, a lot of AFL, a lot of old school AFL. A few mm. clips of you on there, Derm, on our Insta, of you uh, running through huddles and stuff. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got K, some of Kane's highlights. Um, we just love footy, we love sport, love talking about it. So, uh, you, and I love listening to you boys on SEN. I think, yeah, you got any hot footy take for us today, Kane? I'll have, I'll, I'll have some later. Yeah, I, I, it's a bit early in the year, but I'll have, I'll have some later for you, Jevy. So the 100K Club on Instagram, give them a follow. They put all historical vision up. They have a lot of fun. Uh, good group of guys and, and definitely worth a follow if you're into your sport and into your footy. So Tyler Basterms, this, this kicker, he's missed a 44-yard field goal, which is pretty regulation for a field goal kicker to send the game potentially into overtime or to even the scores up. 
it would be probably the worst feeling in sport. So these kickers, they sit on the sidelines for mm. the majority of the game. They they get paid a pittance of what the rest of the team gets paid. They're, they're almost ostracized from the team because they're not in the physical action. And I, I, I assume they don't really feel part of it. And then when they get their one opportunity to come on and miss in a big game like that, and the Bills franchise have been historically tortured. Yeah. I can't imagine how he's feeling, which did get me thinking about the some of the worst feelings in sport. Like, was there ever a goal in a big game that that you missed? I can imagine after the siren miss. Yeah, one. Yeah, but but I agree with you that, that those kickers. I mean, what's his name? The the legendary. Um, uh, special comments, man. John Big, Madden. John Madden. He used to do his all Madden team each year, and uh, you know he'd pick whoever it was. John Riggins in the running back position, and you know, all these legends he'd put in there. And you know when his team of the year, and he, one year, one of the sponsors that was like a, a, a paint brand. I think it might have even been Wattle, or they're similar mm. over there. And the and the mascot for that paint brand was. A horse, he, he he put that horse in with his team as the kicker. That's how they view them. That's how they view the the kickers. So you got one job. You yeah. the old boy. You've got one, one job. job. We want you to be robotic. We don't want you to be part of the boys' club. We just want you to come on and robotically run up and kick the ball, which is stationary on the mm. ground. Which probably Australian rules footballers would know that that makes it more difficult. <laughs> like mm. you play golf, we love we love sports where the ball's moving. There's a there's a natural reflex action, but when it's stationary, as in golf, gee, we kick them everywhere, don't we? Yeah. We hit them everywhere. Um, yeah, he's got one job to bang it through, and they they play for that in a sport which just assumes that they are going yeah, to get that definitely. every time. They run, they run the clock down, and they. you're right. They assume that you're going to kick it. He didn't. Uh, have you, in your sporting career, if you're out there, what are some of the worst feelings in it? We've, uh, missing a goal after the sign, we've seen that a hundred times. I reckon dropping the baton in a relay race at the Olympics would, would be an awful feeling. Four oh. years, you're in a team environment. It's not just letting yourself yeah. down. You drop the baton. Oh, who was the cyclist? His foot broke out of the stirrup. Yes, Shane... Kelly. Yeah, yeah, Shane Kelly. He, yeah. It just broke out. You're gone. You missed. You missed four years of that. Missed yeah. the start. You missed the start accidentally by half a second before you put your power through it. You're gone. So mm. if your foot comes out of the stirrup, just walk off. That's it. There's no catching up from there. So that's what I want to ask you this morning. Those horrible feelings in sport where you just you feel absolutely awful about it because I've got real sympathy for Tyler Bass who will probably be cut like in the offseason he's now that ruthless that he will now uh, be cut and it wasn't just him there were some other mistakes that were made but everyone will focus it's a weird on that name kick. though isn't it Tyler, Tyler Bass. Bass yeah 04 double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Um, that's like a type of fish <laughs> let's know your thoughts uh, I've got a good feeling about today's show and our recommendations are for Charlie, Battisti and Co. It's Melbourne's finest facility for the repair of prestige German vehicles. Get your repair process to, uh, started today. Um, and if you've got a recommendation, let us know that off the temper text. We'll be back with you after the news headlines.